brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Hi, Warren and the Honest Money team. This is Diatile. Thank you for a fantastic show. My question is around ETFs that pay out dividends versus ETFs that reinvest the dividends. Can you please discuss the pros and the cons of each? If faced between two ETFs, let's take the MIC World Distributing or the MIC World Accumulating, which one is better? And should the decision of which one you select be influenced by perhaps your age? Is it suitable for youngsters or more suitable for retired slash non-salaried people who want a regular income? Thank you. Thanks, Tiatile. Uh, it's a really great question. You know, a lot of people will I- ignore that subtlety between choosing an exchange-traded fund that pays out dividends and and an exchange-traded fund that uh, that doesn't. And and you know, for explanation. Uh, when you're looking, especially globally, it's not really applicable in South Africa. Whether you're choosing uh, unit trusts or exchange-traded funds, there are often two classes, and the one class is called an accumulating class, and the other is called a distributing class. And an accumulating class will, uh, the, the difference is simply that accumulating funds will not uh, pay out any form of dividend. The, the dividend income will be retained in the in the fund itself, and reinvested uh, for, for the benefit of the unit holders. Whereas a distributing class will ensure that any income that's generated by the exchange traded fund or by the, the, the unit trust will pay out that, that income to unit holders. Now that might not sound like a big issue, but but for South Africans, um, it's important to re- to remember that we pay tax uh, on on dividend income in South Africa. It's usually charged as a dividend withholdings tax, um, and and it attracts a tax rate of twenty percent. And it can be even more painful than just paying the tax if you have to earn dividends from overseas because you might find that a dividends withholdings tax from an overseas country um, might, might be a lot more. Uh, in which case you're in, you know, you end up paying a double form, a form of double taxation, which I, I find really uh, painful. Uh, and and then also you're paying that tax on a on a yearly basis, uh, and having to do an enormous amount of paperwork for potentially a very small amount of of income. Uh, and so my preference always is to choose foreign um, exchange traded funds or foreign unit trusts that are accumulating as a class. Because uh, what will happen is, let's just say the the world, uh, the, you know, the MSCI world ETF that's accumulating, each of the companies inside the world index that pays a dividend, um, it's not as if you're losing that money, it will still be collected within the fund. And then the, 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 the fund manager will simply be buying more of the underlying shares. So your, your capital keeps growing at a slightly faster rate. So you are getting a, the benefit of reinvested dividends. And, and I think when you're making a, an investment in shares, whether it be a, a share direct or a share in an ETF or in a unit trust, uh, you, you, know, you really need to have a long-term focus on, on buying that and holding that share. And, and most importantly, when you get dividends, reinvest those dividends so that the money keeps making money babies. Uh, and, and I think that that's what an accumulating class of, of ETF does for you, and it requires no work on, on your behalf. 
So, so I, I don't think there's really a difference uh, in the type of investor uh, in South Africa that, that chooses those funds. You know, if we, if we use the example of a young person um, versus an older person, uh, you know, a young person is going to aim for out-and-out capital growth on their investment. An older person might want to, to, to live off uh, some of their, their overseas capital, but my suggestion to them is that they actually, you know, whether it be yearly or every six months, they sell some of their shares um, in, in, the, in the exchange traded fund or in the unit trust and bring that money back. And I think that that's a more effective uh, tax planning route that, than trying to live off the dividends because dividends tax might be 20% or more, whereas your highest capital gains tax that you could pay on, on, on a growth of an investment will be 18%. And, and so I would rather pay capital gains tax than dividends tax and certainly uh, you know, prefer it, uh, both of those um, against income tax. So, so Tiatile, my answer is if you can, when in doubt, Choose the accumulating fund always um, and, and don't worry too, too much about the dividend paying fund. Thank you for a great question. Hi, Warren and the Honest Money team. My question is regarding tax on one's RA slash pension upon immigration versus the tax savings that one gets from SARS for, um, for, for contributing to your RA slash pension. Is it fair to say that the tax that you pay when you immigrate is equivalent to the tax savings you've enjoyed from SARS um, over over the time period? Or is the tax on immigration greater than the savings you've enjoyed from SARS for, for contributing to the Regulation 28 products? Or is the reverse true? Do you actually save more by contributing to pension slash RA? And then if you do eventually immigrate and you have to pay tax, you, you now have scored because you've, you've made a lot of tax savings. Um, I'd really appreciate your help on that one. Thank you for your show. I really love listening to your show and all the best. Uh, firstly, I have to thank you very much for your compliments on the show. It's, it's awesome to hear people love our work and, and um, get, get value out of what we're doing. Uh, it, it's really meaningful. Thank you. And also, thank you for sending your questions. You know, we, we love our, our listeners' questions. It, it gives us a lot to talk about and, and, and make sure that we, we're telling you what you want to hear as opposed to what we think you want to hear. So uh, with that being said, I, I need to kind of give uh, like, almost like a lawyer's disclaimer, which is um, I, pay, I pay someone to do my tax be, because uh, tax is quite a scary uh, kind of field for me. And, and, and although I've studied uh, my, my certified financial planner exams and, and, I, and I'm qualified and up to date to give advice, I'm uh, sure as heck I'm uh, always worried about uh, about advice on tax. So, so you know, t take my advice with a pinch of salt. And and if you get close to making that financial immigration decision, uh, you know, uh, use some of your money to pay a tax a tax advisor. That they'll they'll know much more than me. But I think just to talk about this for in a, in a kind of a broader sense first. Uh, it, it's important to know when you make a contribution to a retirement fund, and, and when I talk about retirement funds, I'm talking about RAs, provident funds, pension funds, all of those things are retirement funds. And and one th one of the kind of gifts that SARS gives us is they, they give us quite a significant amount of uh, tax breaks on making contributions to retirement funds. And, and, you know, a lot of us just focus on the initial tax break, but it's important to know that there are multiple tax breaks when you, when you make a contribution to a retirement fund. So what do I mean by that? Well, well you know, for, for a certain amount of money, and for most of us, it's a maximum of 27.5% 
of our taxable salaries, if we contribute you know, um, anything from 1% up to 27.5% of our salaries to retirement funds, we can offset a lot of the income tax that we would normally pay uh, against that retirement fund contribution. So, you know, in, you know, kind of very simply, instead of paying 100 rands tax, you might end up, you know, only paying 80 rands tax because you contribute to 20 rand uh, to, to, to a retirement fund. It's a very simplistic example, but, but it gives you the idea. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of us focus on when we look at these tax breaks from SARS. But the other thing which is really pertinent to your question is that when we invest money in a retirement fund, all of the growth inside that retirement fund is completely tax-free. So if you invest in a retirement fund that's got uh, you know, an allocation to cash, to bonds, to property companies, and to shares, important to note that all the income that that retirement fund is generating, whether it's rent or interest or anything like that, which would normally be taxable, all of that income is tax-free. And dividends from the, from the shares that you own would also be tax-free. And then any capital growth that's made within the retirement fund is also free of capital gains tax. And that, that's a really important point because, you know, to, to your question, you know, if you, you, know, if you then, then decide one day to, to financially immigrate and you've got to pay, you know, your kind of penalty to exit your retirement funds, is it worthwhile or not? You know, is it worth contributing to, to those retirement funds? Are the tax breaks worth, worthwhile? The answer is, is unfortunately not straightforward. Because the, the, you know, if you if you make a contribution to a retirement fund and financially immigrate two or three years later, and you've got to pay the penalties, then, then it might not work out in your favour. But if you're making uh, you know contributions to retirement funds and you decide to financially immigrate, you know, ten or fifteen years uh, after you've started your retirement fund contributions, all of the growth that's been tax-free um, might actually make this whole equation work in favor of paying the money uh, into retirement funds, getting the tax break upfront and over the time of the of the investment, and then paying the the penalty to exit one day when you when you financially immigrate. So, so unfortunately, it's not a straightforward answer. Uh, it will be a you know on the one hand or the other hand a kind of an answer, but but it will be. Uh, you know, situation dependent. And I always think, you know, this financial immigration story, uh, you know, it is hugely complex. SARS makes it really, you know, kind of as clear as mud. And and I think it's money well spent to to pay a tax advisor who, who's familiar with this stuff, if you're going to make a decision like that before you start to make any calls. If you're if you're young and you're saying, look, I'm I'm not sure. I don't you know I don't have a clue if I'm staying in South Africa in the next you know 30 years or I'm leaving, and I just want to know you know bottom line, do I put some money in retirement funds or don't I? I, I think the answer is that you can do a combination. So you know if you've got you know five thousand rand a month to to save, uh, you know you know maybe put a portion of that into a retirement fund, put a portion into a tax free saving, and then a portion into you know discretionary investments, whether it's exchange traded funds or unit you know, trust. You know that that doesn't matter. You, you don't have to do an all or nothing with, with your money. You can always blend your your investments and your savings to to try and take advantage of all the different opportunities that you have and to keep your 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 kind of options as wide as possible. I hope that helps and I hope you're staying in the country. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. 